God speak again and this time through judgment? That rebellion. But in the midst of speaking judgment, he also speaks hope. We pick that up in Genesis 3, verse 15. And this is not just pictures of confusing births and such benches. Uh, you've got uh, heads and tails and just another square carcass. God speaks to a snake. And so there's a, there's a lot going on here. But what you need to know about this particular verse, we can refer to this as the proto or the first first good news. That in the midst, in the midst of judgment that, that God speaks and says, although there is going to be enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and your seed and her offspring, her seed, you shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. That God in the midst of this crazy verse is saying there is hope that through the seed, through the line of woman, there is a Messiah, a Redeemer coming. And this hope, this, this, this promise of a Messiah is going to drive God's children. Who is this seed? Who is this going to be? And so then after this time, God pronounces judgment. He gives hope that Adam and Eve are cast out of the garden. And in essence, there's a, there's a time of silence. And within the silence, uh, there is sin and corruption and creeping and it grows until the point we Genesis chapter 6, we see here that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And we read here that God was grieved. He was sorry that he had made man. His hand was to block man out of the earth, out of the earth. And in the midst again of that judgment, God speaks hope. He, he speaks to one man, Noah. And we see that in, in chapter 6 through 9 that God speaks and it, he speaks to Noah and there's this pattern going on that again there's chaos, there's hopelessness, yet in the midst of that God is speaking to Noah and rescuing him. And so we see after after Noah and his family are rescued, uh, we enter kind of as it were another time of silence and, and we see sin corrupting man. We get Genesis chapter 10 and again we see the nation just getting further and further. And remember sin and corruption increasing and filling out among these nations. And then we see a family tree as we get into Numbers in Genesis chapter 11. That these people who, that these nations have gone out and they have come together and they have said, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed over the whole, the whole earth. And then the very thing they fear, we see later on that God sends. He confuses the language. And from there, the Lord disperses them over the face of the earth. And so God's glory is supposed to play out among these nations, yet we are left here in Genesis chapter 11 with the judgment. That God has come in and confused language. He has come in and he has dispersed over the face of the earth these peoples and these nations. And we'll We'll come back to this here in Genesis 11. But, but know this. Do you see this pattern up to this point that in the midst of chaos and in the face of sin, God always remains gracious and faithful? And I think this is important as we consider the fallen nation of Israel. That from the scattering of the peoples over the face of the earth, God is faithful to his promise to send a redeemer to God's people. In the midst of chaos and rebellion, God graciously, sovereignly chooses one line of descent 
Messiah. He is the redeemer. 
what does that mean?